Welcome back, pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast and a brand new month. Joining you right now is one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. The month of May. New Can you believe that? Month. It's a month of Justin Timberlake. Why? Because it's going to be May. Or it is May. But what does that mean? I saw someone tweet that out and I didn't get it. It's the whole uh, from the song. Um, oh, man, what is that? The NSYNC song where um, it's part of the lyrics where he's like, it's going to be May. Oh, I don't know. That's over my head. I think I think, I think, think even my wife tweeted that out and I, I did not get it. But I got to be <laughs> honest with you, I cared so little that I didn't even ask. It's, uh, that's awesome because it is May now. And it feels... I don't know why it's, so it's like the official start to summer going into this month, you know, May, we're kicking off with movies and all that stuff. But outside, it's obviously one of those things that I I just don't, it doesn't feel like summer. I know kids are getting, they're going on break right now or getting ready to finals, all that stuff. I guess once you're an adult, it just all blends together. Doesn't matter. It, yeah. Though we, we uh, speaking of being an adult, we went to our weekly, you know, our usual weekly trip to Hobby Lobby this, <laughs> this past weekend, oh. and they have all their, like, patriotic summer stuff up, oh, and yeah. that made me feel like, oh, yeah, summer's here, or, it's, you know, it's Stur- just around the corner, and that got me hyped up, but the month of May, we're going to do our monthly picks um, on this episode, and it's a weird month. It is. Like, it was weird. I I don't want to say I, I... I think I had more trouble for this month than I feel like I should for what does feel like the month that kicks off summer. Exactly. In terms of pop culture entertainment. Weird month. That's, that's 100% how I felt, and that plays into just the strange start of summer, I guess, because... I was going through the list. I'm like, what is this? Like normal last month, April, there was way more that was coming out. It was huge in April. I feel like Mar- I feel like February, March, and April were packed. Stacked. And now yeah. there's a lot of stuff this month. It's just not necessarily stuff that I would say has me just like counting down until it comes. Oh. There, there's one thing. And then the other two I, I think are, I'll just call it, interesting filler you know like it's stuff that i am excited for in, in a very low level way and you said mm-hmm. you had something that i'm being dramatic here but it was like gonna sh- you know blow my mind i do i do think that it will surprise you it surprised me and i won't reveal anything or even uh, get close to it so i'm going to tap dance around the subject quite a bit but i found this and i was really surprised to find it i didn't know this was coming out I, I will say that I've gotten into a groove lately of of um, kind of craving something. And then it was one of those that I ended up wanting. Um, I, I just I, it's I, I'm stop. I'll stop because I'm getting way too close to revealing it. But um, yeah, so that is going to be my number one. Pick. Oh, you told me what. OK, I was going to guess. Oh, dang it. My goodness. Now, do you know what the actual pick is, though? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it, is it a show. I, I'm not gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna that, predict. I'm gonna predict that it's a sh- that it's a show. So we're, we're gonna find out. 
Yeah, I cannot say. I will just that, say it can't be. That, I I have a hard time believing it would be a movie. It it will surprise you as much as it surprised me whenever I found out that it was coming out in May or actually coming out at all. All right. Well, let's get into it. Would you like me to st- Would you like me to start first? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm really curious to see too. Does Guardians even fall on your list? So, uh, well, I'm gonna give you a big hell yeah. Oh, of course it's gonna fall on my list. Because there's nothing else coming out in May. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the one that I'm the most excited for. Spoiler alert. But we'll do number three <laughs> first. I mean, that's... I think it is interesting, though, because... Well, we'll get into Guardians. I don't want to say too much about Guardians. Numero yeah. three, though. I think numero two and three. They fall into, like I said, interesting filler. I'm going to go with my number three pick. The new Pete Davidson show called Bupkiss. <laughs> it premieres May 4th on Peacock. I believe every episode drops on May 4th. And uh, I've seen the trailer for it. I know it's loosely based on Pete's life, and mm-hmm. he plays a version of himself. Uh, I would say this is an exaggerated version of his life. It's been compared to Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I find very funny. Edie Falco plays his mom, and then we have Joe Pesci playing his grandpa. (laughs) So I'm not the biggest Pete fan, but if there's a reason to watch this, it's the fact that 80-year-old Joe Pesci is in a TV show, which he doesn't do TV. And we haven't seen him at least I haven't. I'm pretty sure the last thing, big thing he did was 2019's The Irishman by Marty Scorsese. Mm. So that's, this is a true wild card pick, two and three. Uh, but Bupkiss, May 4th. You know, I, I saw a few like TV spots for it really quick. Like They were like 15 seconds, something like that. Had me intrigued, but I'm the same, like you said, Pete Davidson... The one catch, the one thing that would end up interesting me more, and I didn't realize this until you said his name, but Joe Pesci. That's the one thing that would hook me. The Pesci, and then it's going to have an insane amount of cameos. Yeah. And I've seen, like, the list. There's a list on Wiki of people, like, confirmed to be in it, and it's just, it's it's, it's crazy amount. So that could be a lot of fun. Uh, I believe it's eight episodes. I'm sure they're only like 25 minutes, so it could be a quick day watch. Yeah, that, I, I'm actually, all right, so I'll say that, and there are a couple of other shows and um, projects coming out, uh, including, and I don't want to, well, I won't say anything because I have a feeling that will be on your list, but I'm waiting to see if you watch it and if you're interested and you like it before starting it. Because that's one of those, it is. it sounds interesting, but I don't know if I would like it. But you saying that Curb Your Enthusiasm makes me more interested than before hearing anything about it. But again, Joe Pesci. This could be one of the last things Joe Pesci does. That's very true. Now, that kind of makes me sad because Joe, I... Oh man, yeah. He he's he's getting up there, but I would like to see more of Joe Pesci. Um and the Irishman since that I've thought a lot about his performance in that. 
and how much I feel like we've missed out on Joe lately. So, as I said, there are certain projects that are coming out that I'm kind of waiting on you to to see. And one that actually, while digging and, and trying to find some stuff, there's one project that didn't, like I never, this is the first time today finding out about this show, and it's coming out on May 17th on Apple TV+. And it's starring Patricia Arquette, and it's Jay Roach's new show called High Desert. I've never even heard of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know about this? Have you heard about this or seen the trailer? I did. I, I saw the trailer a few weeks ago, and it looks uh, it looks funny. This was almost on my list. Yeah, so this is tells the story of Patricia Arquette's Peggy, a former addict who decides to make a new start after the death of her beloved mother. And she decides to become a private investigator. I think this could actually be really good. Like you said, really funny. Uh, We also have some cool cameos that are popping up here, including uh, Brad Garrett. And then Matt Dillon, out of nowhere, is in this. And... That's really interesting because I started then going down this rabbit hole of looking at Jay Roach and what he's done. And this gets me a little bit more excited for this show because I was trying to find something that was just different. Something that, you know, I would possibly watch from start to finish instead of just like finding something that I would pop in and out of. And that's kind of what I'm I'm hoping to get out of this. But this does look really interesting. The trailer looks funny, but it also looks like it could weave in and out of serious and uh, just like serious tones. And it also looks like Patricia Arquette could be playing something very different than what we've seen before. So I'm very intrigued by this story and those involved. And I now am... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i curious because especially with Apple TV, they're releasing more shows. It's like they're finally getting the ball rolling on creating more content or at least releasing that content. And I have to say this was kind of a surprising pick. I didn't. Now, this is not the one, obviously, that I talked about a few minutes ago, but this did surprise me whenever I found it and decided this has to go number three on my list. Uh, yeah, the show looks good. I want to see it. I think uh, Ben Stiller was originally, I don't know if he still is an executive producer, but I know at one point he was like supposed to direct the pilot or the first episode. And then uh, I know Jay Roach did the first one, and I want to say he directed every episode. Yeah, he did. Um, so he is not only directing every episode, uh, but he's an EP. So is Ben Stiller. And, yeah, ben Stiller is. And, okay. Yeah, and then Patricia Arquette. She is an EP for the show. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a shot. This is one of two Apple TV Plus shows that I almost locked in, um, but I did not. Numero two for me. I mean, Bup Kiss is a wild card pick. This is the ultimate wild card pick. Because the trailer for this movie is not super good, to say the least. <laughs> um, and this might 
there's a little twist because I think I think you think I'm going in a direction that I'm not. I'm going with Ben Affleck's new sci-fi thriller, Hypnotic. Oh, it hits theaters May twelfth. Robert Rodriguez directed it, and Affleck plays a detective entangled in a mystery involving his missing daughter and a string of real, reality-bending bank robberies. Again, the trailer for this doesn't make the movie look very good. And I noticed the domestic distributor of this movie is a company called Ketchup Entertainment, <laughs> which is... <laughs> what? It's kind of alarming for a number of reasons. Like, that sounds <laughs> awful. I've never heard of Ketchup Entertainment. Me neither. And I have to say, seeing that appear, you know, before the trailer rolled, I was like, this is going to be horrendous. And I don't know. It's got Ben Affleck in it. I'll give it a shot. It was either this or Fast X as my number two <laughs> pick. And uh, I'm going to go with this. And I'm hoping, I can't imagine this is going to make much money. So I don't even, this, we always have these movies, the the perfect Regal Pass, yeah, Alamo Pass. This is like this movie was made for a subscription service, and I I am looking forward to it. Ben, man, I can't. I I have to go with a Ben Affleck joint. Now this is interesting because we've got two Ben movies back to back with Air and now this. Which, if you were to see the trailers to this movie or Air, and you had to choose. Air or Hypnotic, which one would you choose to see? And you only could pick one to watch in theaters that day. But I get, to, could I see the other one eventually? Yeah. Or is this like a literally, I only see, oh my gosh. It's tough because yeah, this this is like a. But you couldn't see it for a while. Like it was. Hmm. Like old it's school, of, you got to wait like nine months or something. Yeah. There's something about this trailer. It reminds me of like a 90s throwback. Uh-huh. A Denzel Washington fallen type thing. Yeah. Where it doesn't look good, but it's there's something about it where I'm, yeah, it like brings back all these um memories of like movies in the nineties for me. So I might lean this way, even though I again the air trailer's not good, but I, I would walk into that going, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good because of who's you know in front of front of the camera and who's behind mm-hmm. it. Uh but long story short, I think I might go with Hypnotic. doesn't it feel like did you watch the trailer for this yeah like you said it is a throwback it's a such a throwback to movies that like really don't get made a lot anymore and i'm i don't know i i don't think it looks good like i've said a million times which makes me wonder what was affleck attracted to because he's not someone just like doing stuff for money like obviously he's, he's doing it for money but he's not He's not cranking these out like Nick. He's not doing this like Nick Cage. Where it's like, I got to pay off a bunch of massive debt. Yeah. So I'm going to start a bunch of junk. So I don't know what attracts to him to this. And there's got to be something. And maybe it was just working with Robert Rodriguez. And this doesn't even feel like yeah. a Robert Rodriguez movie. There's so many questions I have about just how it even got made. And then just like what it looks like that I have to see it. Yeah, I and there's also something comforting in throwback movies, though, you know, like this. Yeah, it definitely feels like I'm a, I don't know, I, I'm like 10 or 11 in, in, watching 
a trailer for something like Fallen and just be like, God, I, I want to see that so bad. I got to go rent it. Yeah. I got to get that. And I, and I still, I was telling someone the other day, I still have memories of renting Fallen with a friend. Yeah. And just like those kind of movies that I feel like, I'm sure they do get made, but for whatever reason, like there's a nostalgia to that, that I feel like we don't get that kind of stuff anymore. They don't Mm -hmm. make that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. Which is probably the case with a ton of movies because it's all saturated with um, comic book films and stuff like that. But uh, yes, I want to see this. Yeah. That, this is not on my list, but this could end up being like a fun, just like you said, it's a it's a great movie to use the passes for, subscription passes. I think I sent you the trailer and it was just like, WTF is this? Yeah, you you know, like, what is this? But that's not a bad thing necessarily. It's not. It could be a lot of fun. And I, I think this could end up being one of those movies that that's a lot of fun. I know in the past we've received... Um, uh, weirdly enough, like if they dropped, say, Extraction in the theater, say Netflix decided to release that, Extraction's not like a great movie, but it's a throwback movie to like an act, you know, an action of the 80s slash 90s, and it's fun, and like it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I could see something like this being like that. Not even guilty. I mean, I just like it. Ooh. Yeah, I'm. I just like. There's so many questions I have about what attracted it you know, him to this project. That that would be fun if he said, yeah, I just wanted to say screw it and just do a movie like this. Yeah, if I, I think if I only had, if I like, I, I just want to corner him and he thinks I'm going <laughs> to ask about like Batman or something crazy, but it's about this. I think he might be like open to a conversation. <laughs> That's true. We need to get, we need, we need him to answer this question. I mean, this guy's been riding high for a while now. Not yeah. that everything he's, I know he had... Uh, what was the one he did with Ana de Armas that a lot of people ripped on? Oh, yeah. It was not Deep Water. Yeah, Deep Water. Do right? I say Deep Water? Like, I, I've been wanting to rewatch that lately. And that that's along the lines of this. Like, there was like this steamy thriller that felt like something that would have come out in the 90s that they just don't make anymore. They don't make, se- like, sex movies anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So maybe he's just like trying to bring it back. And now it's interesting. I'm I'm going through and seeing if he would like. Is he a producer on this? He's not a producer. Because I thought maybe that's it. Maybe where he's um, like getting involved in that regard to end up becoming more of a producer. But no, I mean with Air being so involved that he was on that um, from not only starring in it but also directing it i thought well maybe maybe this is something where we're getting uh beignet and movies and he's trying to i don't know do all the above but he's not like we've got air hypnotic but then clerks three did you ever see that no it looked it looked bad i'm not gonna pay for that <laughs> yeah that's it and there's Deep Water and then the Tinder Bar that came out. Yeah, on, that uh, wasn't great either. And and those movies, Tinder Bar, Deep Water, Clerks 3, and of course Hypnotic, he just starred in. But then Air, super involved in that. So, I don't know, very interesting. And of course we've got him. Uh, there's This is a triple play because next month we've got him again in The Flash. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. If, I mean, we count that, but he's only in that for like, 
four minutes, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Well, so speaking of Ben and superhero movies, I have to say my number two, I'm assuming, is going to be your number one, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This movie is coming out this weekend. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend, and uh, this feels kind of like an end of an era. There's, I, I don't know, more than any other movie that's been released since Endgame, this truly feels like we're closing a book. And now once we've closed this, I don't know if it's the fact that it's James Gunn's last film with the MCU period, and then he's moving on to DC, and he's laser-focused on running that division of Warner Brothers, or if he's if it's this fact of we now have the Guardians and they're they will change after this. I don't know. There's so much that's kind of wrapped up in this movie alone that I feel like once this movie's over, we will start moving on in a completely different direction in the MCU. I am... The more I watch with interviews with all of the actors and James Gunn and his brother Sean Gunn, it makes me more interested in this movie. And I've always been excited but hearing them talk about this makes me even more excited and last night i saw for the first time there's an interview that bradley cooper did with entertainment tonight and he said that you know when he first heard about the uh the story from james and like him wanting to do kind of this you could say origin story on rocket raccoon and going into that character he said yeah we'll see if that actually happens and he said he read the script and he's like wow James actually sticking to his word, and he's like, it had me in tears. He said, I was crying pretty hard by the end of watching the film. And so that makes me even more interested and excited because if you're getting Bradley Cooper to cry, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, made A Star is Born, the new, uh, the most recent version, and that's a tear trigger. So I'm just really curious to see so much about this movie unfold and um yeah i mean i i think there's a lot here to kind of unpack and of course we'll get to more of that later but then we might get to it now if this is your number one <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's my number one by an absolute long shot because it's the final well, i mean we're saying goodbye not only to the guardians as we know it but the the last entertaining piece of the marvel cinematic universe mm. It is, like you said, I think with this one, we're closing the MCU as we know it. From here on, it's a new beast, and we'll see if it's good or bad. Surprisingly, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this isn't as high as you or I predicted. It's, uh, last time I just, ch- I just checked, 78%. Jeez. Which... My list here is somewhere, but I, I'm pretty sure we did upper 80s. Yeah. And we, at least in my head, and I even said this, I could make the argument this is going to be in the 90s. Yeah, we did. We did talk about that. So you went with 87 and I said 89. Goodness. Well, there's a lot of reviews. There's well over 100, so I can't imagine it climbing. Um, but yeah, weird. Softest score of the series so far. But I don't know. Like I'm excited to see what James Gunn does in his final Marvel film. 
I love these characters. I really enjoyed the second one a lot. It's still one of my favorites. Um, so I'm going Friday morning. And I'm excited. Yeah, we're going we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Well, obviously we'll talk about it next week, but so much of the trailers have made it. I mean, they've made it clear this is the end of the Guardians as we yeah. know it. There will be casualties. The trailers, I feel like, heavily imply that certain people will die. So you you and I are going to guess uh, or predict who lives and dies at the end of this podcast. But we got to do your number one first. And this is, you already spoiled it. This is your wacky, my brain's going to explode pick. Oh. And I can't wait to see what it is. I was hoping it was like something like hypnotic because that would have been hilarious. It's, it's, I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like an, an, just a wild pick that's like, what in the world? I think you might be able to pinpoint and like f- find the breadcrumbs here, but, um, or Fast X. I mean, if it was Fast X, I would laugh because you and I have both said it looks heinous. <laughs> it looks so bad. But you and I are both excited for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this this is something where I'm a fan of. Um, well, I, let how about this? Why don't you guess what category it falls under? Like what what group of pop culture? What is it? Do you think it's a movie, a TV show, I, a book? I'll stick with TV show. Okay, so you say TV show, um, and I will say. It's not. (laughs) It's either a yes or no. Yeah, I'll tell tell you that this is something that you, we've talked about, and it's something that is always ends up being the hardest thing to talk about. Oh, for God's sake. Seriously? Uh, Music? So it's music, but I'm really curious. Is it Ed Sheeran? uh, No, it's not. I'm a huge fan of the 90s, of like 90s music. And I don't know, we've talked about that. Oh, I know what it is, Counting Crows. No, it's not. Oh, F. Yeah. but I've, I was so confident. I've been, <laughs> yeah, you were. But it was very confident because <laughs> I saw that on the list of like albums and I'm like, hmm, that might be kind of fun. Yeah, so I, I um, have been biking quite a bit. And while I'm out, I've cycled through, like there every now and again, certain songs that get stuck in my head and I'm like, yeah, I want to listen to this. So I'll put it on and I'll go, I'll go through like a whole discography. So I ended up doing that recently with Rob Thomas. Matchbox 20. I found, that's it. I found Matchbox 20 is dropping a brand new album on May 26th called Where the Light Goes. The single Wild Dogs is out right now. And at the end of this month, we're getting some brand new Matchbox 20 and this is something we haven't received in years. And that was the last album. Well, I can't say the last album. But 2012, they released no- North. North, yeah. So and that, was, that had some really good songs on it. Yeah, and, and this is... Uh, so we've got 11 years later, we got Matchbox 20, who Rob Thomas is one of my favorite singers of all time. I love this dude. Like in terms of his singing and it's just like this, I, I could listen to this guy sing all day, but I also love this style from the band. And um, I've always been a little sad that we've never received anything from them, but yeah, the, uh, where the light goes coming out. Have you listened to wild dogs? They're single right now. Yeah, I didn't mind. I thought it was, I thought it was decent. 
it's it definitely has like a throwback feel. Gets me a little excited for what they'll end up um, coming out with on this album. Are you at all interested in this album? Yeah, you know I love 90s music, and their debut came out in 1996. It's called Yourself or Someone Like You, and I own that on CD because that was a time when I was like full steam ahead buying albums, <laughs> and yeah. I still love so many tracks on that. Like mm-hmm. every single released in that is amazing. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite albums in general, one of my favorite 90s albums. Um, now post that. They did Mad Season, which I listened to, and then I kind of broke off. They did one more in between that and North. And again, North has some really solid, catchy songs. Mm-hmm. Rob Thomas has done solo work that I think is catchy. I did see this, and I was, I'm was i intrigued. I'll listen to it for sure. I don't think this one's super hard to talk about because I know who they are. I was going <laughs> to say That always this helps is... out a little bit. <laughs> well, and also being whenever I... As you were mentioning their debut album, I started, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and start listening to them. And then I pulled up some Rob Thomas because it was hot while I was out biking. So I had to listen to Smooth. And then I, um, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll go through. I'm going to listen to all of Matchbox 20. And then I popped this up. I'm like, what? I didn't even know this was coming out. I didn't know they were working on anything new. Like I feel like I saw it a month or two that they're, they're like, hey, we're back. We got a new song and a new album. There's so much about listening to their older stuff and even North. It just where I just miss these guys. I, I, I'm so excited that we're getting some new stuff. And I am glad that, you know, it's not where I'm like, I want to hear the same stuff that they've made in the past. I just want something from them. And I listened to Wild Dogs once I put that on. I think I listened to it like four or five times back to back. And I'm like, this makes me hyped for this album. And so whenever I found this, I'm like, this immediately shoots to number one. There's nothing that can end up taking its place, especially this summer getting out and grinding, whether it's on the bike or just working out, period. I know it's, uh, you know, we talk about that listening to music and I have a feeling with it being Matchbox 20, it's going to be um, a uh, shorter album. There are 12 songs total and their songs typically are, you know, a little shorter in nature. Um, but this, I feel, could end up being this album of the summer for me. I hope. I I, I almost thought you were going to say Ed Sheeran. Oh! <laughs> Which... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not knocking. I can get into that. <laughs> I'm. I'm glad though that with this, and I thought, I bet, I bet you'll like this. You'll appreciate it, and that um, you'll enjoy it. But at the same time, like I, you know, I don't know if I've talked Matchbox Twenty with you. We talked a lot of Third Eye Blind and uh, some other bands from that same era, but not necessarily um, Matchbox Twenty. And of course, the Foo. We've got some new Foo. And you were telling me about that, but in June, that's yeah. another thing of just announced like last week and an album two months later. So new Foo Fighters, what do you think about the new song? Are you digging it? Because we text a little bit about I it. I still dig it. I still dig it. It reminds me. It has vibes of either in your honor or even mm. like even their debut. Something about it. I don't know if it's the mixing, the way it sounds, but it, it reminds me of old school Foo Fighters. And I, I'm into it. Uh, 
it's it feels weird that it's coming out so quick after Taylor's death. And I texted you like, I wonder who plays drums on this album because I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not Dave, which is strange. Yeah. So I'm interested. I'm I don't know if that's out there yet of you know who did what, but I'm into it. I'm always into new foo, and I feel like their last one medicine at midnight was all right you know yeah. i think it was better than i f- some people give it credit for and honestly it means i think a little bit more because taylor died you mm-hmm. know it's like the last thing that he was a part of so there's there's that element to it that i think kind of makes that one a little better um but i, I don't know i'm always interested in food they haven't necessarily blown me away in a long time yeah, but you know, I'm I'm a fan, and I always listen to them. I think this could be a more stripped down version of what they've been doing because they've put in a lot more production into their songs, and I think this could be more of a throwback of what some of their earlier stuff sounded like. Maybe it's like an ode to Taylor with his it's passing. Ten tracks. And it's ten tracks, but fifty minutes long. Hmm. Because one track is ten minutes. Oh, wow. And I believe it's about Dave's mom because Dave's mom passed away last year. So he had like between that and then Taylor Hawkins death, like that's, um, that's rough. That's hard. Yeah. And I believe she was a teacher and I, I'm, I think he wrote this probably to honor her. Um, but we'll get into that next month. I would imagine because that's probably going to be on one of our list. Yeah. Yeah, and then we picked things back up, too, which is funny, um, going from uh, this month to next, which there's a lot more to talk about next month. But before we go, we got Guardians predictions. So we'll guess some character deaths first, and then we can make other predictions. But I don't really have other predictions. I thought this would be the most fun thing. Yeah, and even guns come out and been like, there will be casualties, right? I think he's been saying that for a while. I wrote down uh, basically eight main characters. We're not going to get into some of these side characters, but let's start with Peter Quill. Live or die. Because I'm saying a big hell no. I'd be shocked if they killed this character off. Yeah, I would be too. I I really do think that this... um, It's interesting because of how James Gunn has described this movie of actually this trilogy of being an exploration of Peter's mom and then his dad and then himself. So I'm going to say, no, I think he lives. There's too many possibilities soon. I feel, I feel like we've, or they made the mistake of losing big pieces too early. They did it with Tony and Captain America, which I've ranted and raved about. It works for Endgame, but then you, you're you left with, you just don't have those heavy hitters. I think there's too much mm-hmm. you can still do with Peter, even if he branches off and does his own like solo movies or something, which I think would yeah. still work and be awesome. So let's do Gamora, which would be the second time that she dies, which is another big hell no, because why would they kill her twice? That would be so stupid. Yeah. I feel like they brought her back and she's going to possibly play a larger role in the MCU. But I don't know. I 
Well, she's done. Well, Zoe says she's done with the character. Someone else will have to do it. This is her final movie. I do I do find that interesting, but I also think that Gamora, we will see more Gamora somehow. And the next big one, Drax. This is Dave Bautista, who has been very open about he will never do this again. Uh, this yes, Drax will die. Yeah, Drax is a dead, dead dude because he I think Dave has said this and he's been beating this drum, but I also think he pushed for that. I'm the way I'm reading this is that he's like, hey. James, just kill me off. Just just let me be dead. Let me be done. He definitely seems tired of doing this, and he has been yeah. open about how he doesn't necessarily like how Drax transformed from this guy that was funny, but like he at the heart of it, he like lost his family and and was like fighting for vengeance, and then he just was a he's a walking punchline. <laughs> Basically from the second movie. And I, I would imagine we're getting more of the same yeah. in this one. Uh, Nebula. I'm going to say no. Ooh. So I know that this is, this is the time that she's officially becoming a part of the Guardians. Like she's now a part of the crew. Or as Doctor Strange likes to say, was it you're now on the lunchbox or something like that. So I think she's going to, Get knocked out here. I think she's a goner. I think Nebula shall join, and it's going to be a tragedy of just whenever her sister Gamora is back, I think Nebula is going to die. And then we also get this interesting tease of how Gamora in one of the trailers tells Peter or Star-Lord, well, who you're interested in sounds more like Nebula. And then it's like he's kind of interested in her, and then... We get that tease that maybe there could be something there. So it's I like mean, maybe that's just a gag, though. Clearly, true. But I There's wonder. There's no way those two are gonna bang. No, I don't think so either. But I do think that that will be like an ongoing joke, and then that will keep that like raise the tension of, well, maybe Peter is someone who no matter, and I I anticipate Nebula could be the first to go, where he is early on. That joke is set up as a, hey, whoever is around you could die or will die. For example, like your mom died, your dad, who you just met, you had to kill your dad, and then other aspects of um, people who have been in your life that are dying, are you this bad luck penny, basically? So, Clearly enough, too, I was not a huge fan of this character, but I've, I've grown to really appreciate her, and I think... She adds this like humor level to everything because she's the kind of the outsider, and I think that's funny. And I just don't think James Gunn has the balls to kill oh. her. <laughs> Quite frankly, with as you're going to see with a lot of my predictions, I don't think he's he has the stones to kill many people. Uh, yeah, I I do think that there will be a hesitation for sure. Now, Mantis, Mantis is the wild card. I could honestly, of any of these characters, this is the one where I could see it going both ways. Mm -hmm. She's so connected to Drax, and I do believe that he's a goner no matter what. But I will say no for Mantis. And just for that reason that you brought up with her being connected to Drax, I think she will live. Because she was introduced, you could say later on, in the second film, right? She was introduced in the second film. And, and yeah, because she's she was with Kurt Russell. 
Yeah, that's right. And so with that, she is not only with her introduction being later, I also think that she could be like learning, maybe not necessarily learning, but she becomes more sympathetic, more human. And with the passing of Drax, we see her evolving more or less. And she has to bear that weight of his death. So I'm going to say we will get a grieving mantis surviving the death of Drax. Now, Adam Warlock, a new character for this film, played by Will Poulter. I mean, no, you're not going to introduce him and kill him off. Yeah. That would be silly. I'm interested. I've been avoiding, you know, reading much or stuff like that. Um, but I'm interested. To, is this character going to be any good? I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think so. I think that he'll end up being a more serious antagonist. I expect to him kind of in the same veins of um, Namor. And I I think that he'll end up sticking around. I I don't know if he'll end up becoming like part of the Thunderbolts or any not not them, but like something like that down the road. Um I don't know. I, I do think that he will end up sticking around. I don't think they'll introduce him and then kill him off. Yeah, I think he'll be... I think he's going to be a, a, a piece moving forward. I said Mantis is like the wild card. This one could be too. It's Groot. Hard, because we kind of got that in the first movie. And then we get Baby Groot in movie two. I don't know if he can live or die, quite frankly. Like if, if a piece of him is still there, like can he, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if Groot could come back. I feel like they're gonna do something like that again, or I could at least see it, where he sacrifices himself, but then by the end of the movie or in, in credit scene, there's like hints yeah. that he's regrowing again. But is yeah. that repeating yourself too much? I don't know. I maybe by the end of this movie he's he's backed he's back to where he was in the first movie. The way he looks cuz he looks creepy in this. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> so I, I will say no cuz I think Groot's going to end up where Groot began at the beginning of the movie. Oh man. Um I I'm ex- I no I think we'll end up seeing Groot continuing to mature. I don't think we'll end up getting him blown up or anything like that i think he's gonna live it's just too much of the same thing i guess that's my argument against it yeah now all these trailers seem to imply that rocket's gonna die we know this Mm -hmm. is basically i don't say basically but it, it is a heavy rocket origin story gun said he's had this idea since like the first movie he's finally getting to do the rocket origin i I feel like too much of the marketing has made it look like he's going to bite the dust. So I tend to say that's a complete misdirect. I'm going to say no. It's interesting because I've really struggled with this because if we get the origin story, I feel like this could be the happy story, like the ending of him going off into the sunset. And I'm going to, I'll agree with you. I think he lives. I think it is a misdirect. 
I think that he'll end up getting close, but he'll get a happy ending. It's hard. I think we're going to see a very tragic beginning, but then the happy ending. I think that's what we'll get. And I'm trying to think if I would be annoyed if by the end of this movie, he does die. And I'd be like, wow, you guys like really teased that and basically ruined it. Mm-hmm. So by my predictions, I only have one death, and that's Drax. One of the main eight. And you have two. Mm-hmm. So not a lot either. We just don't believe that James is going to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, I I don't, like, you know, it would be very interesting if he came in and ended up cleaning house. That would be very well, interesting to see. It'd be but wild, I don't expect but there's, there's, even if you're not doing these movies again, like Guardians as we mm-hmm. know it, these characters can live on and, and we just don't have to necessarily see them. You know, yeah. I just think there's no reason to. Um, yeah. And, and outside of these, I don't really have any predictions about the movie. Like, I don't Do you, even know. I, I I have a feeling. I mean, I wonder if the villain's going to be underwhelming because that seems to be kind of a trend. The second one, I think, does a pretty good job with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know. That might be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect with the the villain. I guess is maybe my biggest question going into this. Yeah, it's always an MCU. It's always a huge issue with a lot of these MCU movies. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But now I am excited. Think, what What do you What do you think about Cosmo the space dog? Like, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. But I can't. Is Cosmo going to be in this a lot? I don't know. Like Cosmo showing up on all the posters and everything like that. And I didn't realize this until looking it up. But Cosmo is voiced by Maria Baklavo. Baklavo. Mm-hmm. Baklavo. My goodness. I just butchered her last name. Bakalova. So uh, she was in Borat uh, 2. And, of course, Bodies, 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 the A24 slasher with Pete Davidson. Um, Maria's, I mean, I love that she's becoming kind of like a rising star. But um, I'm yeah, curious. Like six like, movies in post-production. But I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, is she going to become, like, a big integral part of not only the MCU, but, like, the moving forward of the guardians. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about this character, but I've just heard a lot of discussion revolving around Cosmo. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious if we end this, um, tying in a lot of the multiverse stuff or like, I don't know. Like what, what do you think is going to happen with the post credit scenes? Will it set up more, of multiverse or do you think it's going to set up more of adam warlock i think it'll be stupid stuff like the end of you know volume two had like eight end credit scene but they were all like dumb uh, like they didn't they were just like reoccurring i gags. could see that i bet it's stuff like that and it's not necessarily setting anything yeah up. We're, we'll have a marvel's tease because they got to plug yeah. that but i bet it's unrelated and it's setting that story up and then, um, 
Yeah, I need to look that up going into how many end credit scenes this has. Yeah, I I wonder if this, and especially with the low tracking for this movie, if this will end up really sh- causing a shift and a change or or what. I think this, I don't know if this could determine a lot, but man, I just, I don't know. There's There's so much, I don't even know what direction it could go in, to be honest other than like wrapping up Peter's story, but just kind of sending him off into the sunset. Yeah, I think this will be pretty self-contained, I would imagine. And the tracking is like back up to like 120, so who knows? I, I, I told you, conspiracy theory and me, these projections, they're lowballing it. So when it opens... True. Like, I'm, I, I'm just throwing this out there. But let's say it opens at 140. They'll be like, oh, wow, this is way, it's doing way better than we yeah. predicted. I think that's what they're doing because they're like scrambling to like put a positive spin on how things have been going. Yeah. Because it's not like a complete dumpster fire like I make it out to be, but we have hit a point where it's just, I feel like the ship is, we're, we're taken in water. And this is the last hurrah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this movie. Um, and this means that it will definitely be James Gunn's swan song from the MCU. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. There's, there's so much that I'm thinking about, but I don't even know where to begin with predicting. Um, I, I do think this could end up being the last great MCU that we get for a while. <laughs> it, it, might, it might be a minute. Cause I don't really have, I, I will say, you know, the trolls are hating on the Marvels. I thought the teaser was pretty fun though i liked it i did honestly like it, it's clearly not made for me yeah but i i i was like oh that looks like a lot of fun i did find it very fascinating that there's so much a captain marvel that's like she's not as big of a focus oh yeah she barely registers in that teaser so i find that to be wildly interesting but i'm still very excited i like that that does really interest me and, um, like when I first saw it or, or when I first heard about, like saw the poster and, and knew that they were dropping, I'm like, I'm not, gonna, I don't care. But then after watching it, I'm like, okay, you know what? I could do that. That seems a lot more fun than I was expecting. Yeah. You just, you just have to know. But as fun as Guardians 3. Yeah, no. All right. We'll wrap it up. But next week we're going <laughs> to talk about volume three. And it'll be the last great MCU. So. All I can say is, until next time, keep watching. Might not even be the last great one. Might just be the end of it. Oh! <laughs>